Before we get into today's show, I want to give a special shout out to our listeners in Vinton, Virginia, Barrington, Rhode Island, and Ada, Netherlands. Thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate you all so much. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kitchens. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian and virtual nutrition mentor. I was raised on an Angus cattle farm, grew up with a lot of GI issues, and used the power of plant-based eating to promote healing. Here, you'll find inspiration, ideas, and encouragement for your own plant-based journey. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Let's get started. Welcome to the show. My name is Ashley and I am thrilled you are here today as always. Yes, I feel like I say that every time, but I genuinely mean it. Whether this is your first time listening or you are coming back for another episode, thank you for being here. Your support is seriously means so, so much. I have Donine on the show who is sharing her story with you. She is a stay-at-home mom turned plant-based nutritionist woohoo, from British Columbia, Canada, and she's been eating a plant-based diet for almost three years. After influence from a close friend and watching the Game Changers documentary, which if you have not watched that documentary yet, whether you're new or whether you're a seasoned plant-based eater, I highly recommend it. So after they watched this, Donine and her family, her husband and two young daughters turned vegetarian for their health. And then which she goes into this entire story, once they were immersed in the vegetarian community, it wasn't long before their love of animals turned them towards a primarily plant-based diet. Becoming plant-based drastically changed Donnie's health and outlook on life and the world, which if you're listening to this and you've gone plant-based, I'm sure you can relate. And Donnie talks about how it started out for one reason, but it turned into multiple reasons the further into her plant-based journey she got. And she felt compelled to help others feel the same. So guess what she did? She went back to school to become a nutritionist. And now she helps moms and busy women stop dieting and eat more plants so they can lead a healthy lifestyle and feel like themselves again. Join me in welcoming Donine and her plant-based journey, which she shares with us to the show. Welcome to the show, Donine. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited and very thankful that you took the time to come and just share your journey, your plant-based journey with our listeners. So before we get into all of those details, would you just kind of give us a brief background on who you are, what you do, what life is like, where you live, all that great stuff? Oh, sure. Yep. My, uh, my name is Donine. I'm a, I recently graduated from nutrition school, actually. So I'm a registered holistic nutrition practitioner here in Canada. I work with moms to help them elevate their nutrition with plants so they can have more energy, find balance with food and feel their best. Before that, I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, which is why I oh. chose to work with moms. Yeah. And I've been plant-based for almost three years. Yay. I get this question a lot. So when I became a dietitian, I was not plant-based. I was not vegan. In fact, I didn't think very highly of going plant-based or vegan at the time. So what was it like going back to school and being plant-based? Um, you know, I, I found a lot of the information is actually very plant forward, oh. which I was surprised about. Yeah. 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 So it was really interesting to kind of learn more about it past the research I'd already done for myself and my family. So yeah, yeah, very plant forward in my opinion anyways. 
Good, good. I would mm-hmm. imagine that nutrition programs are becoming a bit more progressive in that area, at least I hope. Um, I haven't he- heard much about it. So it's good to know that it was pretty plant forward, at least the program that you attended was. Nothing saying don't eat meat, don't have dairy, but it was definitely limit limit that amount and focus on eating more plants. So yeah, yeah. Which there are some things in Canada that are a little bit more advanced, I would say, like more forward thinking and like their, I guess, approach to meat consumption, dairy consumption that we're, we're us in the US, we're a little behind on. So you were a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. So you have kids and it sounds like you went plant-based with the kiddos, with your family. So what kind of prompted you to start this transition? Then I definitely want to dive into how your family handled it. You know, we had a couple family members and friends who were there men actually and we found out that they were vegetarian and I don't know why them being men made us go oh well why did they stop eating meat and mm-hmm. they had recommended watching game changers yes the documentary so we watched that we watched what the health and my husband and I were like let's try the let's try going vegetarian like I don't think we need to eat meat anymore so we did that our daughters were fine with that we did that for about a month. And then I don't know if you know Erin Ireland. She's I don't she's think so. A, she's she's a, a huge vegan advocate in Vancouver. Okay. Uh, which is not too far from where I live. And she at the time I was following her and she was really pushing all these like YouTube videos that show what happens in the animal agriculture industry. And there was this one that she shared called Dairy is Scary. Mm. And I had my thumb on my screen holding her story open thinking, if I watch this, I'm never going to eat dairy again. Like I know it. And that was just like a light bulb to me. Like, how can you eat it then? If you know that if you knew it happened, that you won't eat it anymore. Yeah. So I watched it. I didn't even watch it. I could not watch it. I listened for like two minutes and I sent it to my husband and I was like, we're not doing this anymore. Wow. And that was that. And I just went totally cold turkey, which for my husband and I, that was fine. Sure. For my yeah. girls, it was a little more difficult because they were, you know, just about six and seven and a half years old at the time. Okay. Yep. So that was a little bit more of a bumpy road, but. It's, yeah. Enough to know that yeah. they, they knew that food was changing on the table, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to explain it to them without showing them, you mm. know, the graphic images that are just, you know, it's not appropriate yeah. for them to see. So pretty much when when we eat at home, it's fully plant-based. When we eat out or at another person's house, my children have the choice of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So as the years have gone on, they've they choose more and more to eat plant-based, which I'm like, yay. <laughs> yeah. It's a proud mom moment. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But well, yeah. How, how was that? So when you first started this journey and you pretty much, like you said, went cold Turkey, like how, what kind of challenges like came up for you when you did that? I was very lucky to grow up in a family that was very, you know, nutrition forward thinking, I guess. And my mom really taught my sister and I about healthy eating. And so just with that knowledge and then doing my own research, especially because I had children that, you know, they're growing. I want to make sure that I'm not restricting foods that they should be eating. Yep. Um, 
Um, I actually didn't find it too hard. And I think that COVID kind of helped with that because it was March 2020 that this all started. Really? So I was at home. I was at home. I had all this time to try these new things. And so, yeah, I think that kind of helped with that. Yeah. You kind of had some more time to maybe like research and make sure everything was going smoothly, maybe even like meal plan or figure out how you were going to make meals now without meat, without dairy. Yep, exactly. Were there any challenges initially that you faced, whether it was from other people, other moms, or even just going to the grocery store and figuring out what the heck am I going to cook for dinner? I I feel like it was probably mostly family because like COVID was kind of happening, but we were still, we weren't totally isolated yet. So we were still, you know, seeing other family and then trying to figure out, you know, well, we're having this, what are you going to eat? when when we all get together. And then for my one daughter, the biggest thing was milk because I breastfed them and then put them on whole milk right away when they were babies. And then she was just like, not happy that I took this milk away. So when we ate out, that was her like, I need to have milk. Yeah. Yes. But it's funny. She didn't have it for such a long time. And then because of COVID, we it, then it got super more isolated. We didn't see anybody for like months, felt like. And then we finally branched out. She had the opportunity to have milk. She hated it. No hated way. It. And huh. she, yeah, she doesn't drink milk anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, do you know why that was? Like what, what, what about it she didn't really like anymore? She just, it was just gross. She said like, it just does not taste how I remember. And like, yeah. I don't like it, mom. <laughs> You know, you mentioned seeing things on social media or on YouTube, these videos that kind of show like what really goes on behind the scenes of like with animal agriculture. And I think you were spot on in saying that like you, 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 we have like an idea of what's going on, but then when you Mm -hmm. see it or you hear it, it's like, oh wow, like this just reaffirms everything that I kind of already knew. And from there, it sounds like it was an easy decision of like, okay, like I'm not going to support this industry anymore. Absolutely. Health is a factor for me. The environment is is a factor for me. But for me, too, it's the animals and knowing what happens to them. Like, I just can't. I just can't invest my money into that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you notice as you you and your family started going plant-based? Was there anything that you kind of noticed just like with your own body, how you were feeling, how, you know, anyone in your family was feeling as you all transitioned? Yeah. Well, my husband lost like 40 pounds. Really? In, you know, the span of, you know, a good chunk of time. But sure. yeah, that, which you know, I think it was a good thing. He's not underweight or anything, but, yeah. you know, he, so he was much healthier in that respect. Um, I really was dealing with a lot of skin issues, but from like age 15 to now, I'm 35 now. So I probably dealt with acne of some nature for at least 15 years if if not more. Wow. And you know, I I will still get the occasional one, but you know, even 3 years ago I was dealing with extreme cystic acne and before that I had gone on Accutane. Yeah, eating plant-based has really helped my skin for sure and as well as you know, regular helping to regulate my periods and just get that all yeah. um, into a good flow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you notice a difference with your cystic acne, like pretty 
soon after giving up, giving up meat, giving up dairy or vice versa? Um, I did. I, my skin was good. And then I went off the birth control pill while I was plant-based. And then that just like, you know, I can't imagine what it would have been like had I not been plant-based at the time, because I do think eating plant-based helped with that. But that's when I got the cystic acne was when, after I went off the birth control pill. So I really had to like research like, Hey, what foods can I be eating to help my skin? Um, what products can I be using? Because I think, you know, there's a lot of products out there that are maybe not the best yeah. choices because they're not good for your gut health too. So just like really trying to find that balance of what worked for me and my skin. And so I think I found that, like I said, I still deal with some every once in a while, but um, so far so good. Yay. It sounds like nothing yeah. compared to what you were experiencing before. I remember when we went vegetarian, I remember saying to people like after the first week of not eating meat, like I just felt lighter in my gut Mm, area. Like it was so hard to describe that, but I just felt lighter and not that I felt heavy before, but it was just like, I don't know, just lighter. Mm -hmm. I also was having a lot of gas and bloating and I was narrowed it down to chickpeas. It was chickpeas were a big problem for me. So I just had to, you know, cut way back and then gradually add them in. I mean, what you said too is reigns true. And I know Dr. B, Dr. Bolsowitz, the gut health MD would mm-hmm. say the same thing. If like you're experiencing discomfort when you're having something like legumes is to not cut them out completely, but just scale back and kind of gradually add them back in to give your gut some time to adjust, especially if you're coming from eating what, what, what we would call the standard American diet, where it's not maybe super rich in legumes. Um, so that can be kind mm-hmm. of helpful to get your body to adjust to those types of things. Yeah, for sure. So what do meals look like for you now? You know, what are maybe some favorite things that you and your family really enjoys eating where before it wasn't maybe so appealing? You know, before we still ate a lot of plants. So I really just tried to take our the meals that we were having and kind of flip them to make them plant-based. So especially in the beginning, we used more of like the mock meats type of things like the garden or um, Impossible. Big Mountain Foods has a really good, has a few different options as well. So yeah, what I do when I'm planning out our meals is I I really try to think of having kind of a different legume every day if we can so like one day we might have chickpeas and then the next day is lentils and the next day is black beans and the next day we have tofu just something like that but yeah I really just tried to take the meals we were having and and just kind of upscale them a little bit especially because I had kids and they were used to certain foods Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And I know a lot of parents and caregivers are listening and they're thinking like, you know, either my child really struggled or I can never get my child to go plant-based or vegan. Were there any like tips or tricks that you did to get your kids on board? Um, You know, I just keep offering, I just keep offering things. So my one daughter is not picky at all. She'll just basically eat whatever I put in front of her. Whereas my youngest definitely has more of an opinion, even even now, like right now she's going through this phase of just like, I don't like peanut butter. Like why? But so I just, I keep offering it and she comes home from school. Mom, you know that I don't like hummus and almonds. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I just, you got to keep trying it. So 
sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I got her on avocados doing that. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, I've, I've never ever made them their own separate meal. Mm. Um, when I was growing up, I was picky and my mom was like, you have to eat what we're eating because I'm not making two different things. And so I do the same with my kids too. So I make sure that there's something on the plate that she likes and then encourage her to try the other things as well. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like the idea of continuing to offer them the, the, even if it's the same food that they've rejected just over and over again until eventually one of these Mm -hmm. days, fingers crossed, they're going to say, yes, like you did with the avocados. Exactly. So going back to what you said at the beginning of how you started your vegetarian journey, it was a couple male friends that you were like, they were vegetarian. And I think that highlights you know, really just the fact that like, we kind of associate meat with masculinity or like, oh, men are supposed to eat meat. And I know I'm sure some of you can, yeah, some of you can remember listening, like those ads that we would see probably 20, 30 years ago of like, you know, these men eating big burgers and like the TV dinners that had like lots of meat in it. So I think, I think that's really important to highlight as well as like, oh, okay, well, if they can do it, like, why can't I do it? Or why can't your husband do it? For example, I think there's a lot of just societal stereotypes and misinformation around plant-based eating. What kind of things maybe did they say or like, were they up in your face? Like you have to go vegan, like you should be, or vegetarian, you should be doing this. Or was it more of like a gentle approach? Like what was it about them that really was like, okay, I'm going to look into this. I'm going to go watch the game changers. Yeah. I think it was just unexpected. Like we just didn't expect these two family members and friends to, to be vegetarian. Like, oh, like it just was surprising. So, so yeah, that kind of prompted us. Okay. We need to look into this and if they're (laughs) doing it, I need to find out why. Is there any piece of advice that you would go back and tell yourself or for someone right now who maybe has kids and they're thinking about it, but it's like, Oh, I don't know if my kids are going to get on board. Like what kind of advice would you give yourself as you were going vegetarian and then vegan? I feel like maybe it's cliche, but most, I feel like most people that go plant-based just wish they'd done it sooner. Yes. Like I'm totally like that. I totally feel like I was meant to be a vegan. I only ate meat because I thought I had to eat it to get my protein, right? And when I found out I didn't have to anymore, it was kind of like, oh, I don't have to eat these animals anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think too is to just go slow. Like I know I didn't really go slow, but that's not going to be a good way to go for most people, I think. So even just starting with like a meatless Monday and then do that for a month and then add another weekday in and then just keep doing that until you find, you really just have to find what works best for you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I think that's such a great point. One going slow. Cause you're, you're right. Most people don't have the capacity to do it overnight or to do it in a week transition from like the standard American diet to a vegan diet. And so I, I really appreciate you highlighting that. If there's one thing I feel like all vegans, plant-based eaters would agree on it's that, Oh, I wish I would have you know done it sooner. So yes. yeah, I couldn't yes. agree more. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. I just feel like going plant-based has really changed my life. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I, I look at the world differently. I, I just feel like it's a super compassionate way to live. Like it's not just food. It really becomes a lifestyle. Yeah. And, and yeah, I love it. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you had kind of a specific reason as to why you were doing it in the beginning, but it sounds like that over the past few years has really changed and deepened as to why you're continuing to be vegan plant-based. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like once you're in that space and you start doing research, you start following different people. Like I wouldn't have ever followed you if I hadn't been plant-based probably, right? So you are are watching all these other social media influencers and and yeah, just doing your own research and just finding out more information. It just really becomes a way of living. Mm, I like that. A way of living. Absolutely. So with you being the mom of two school-aged kids, how has that been just from maybe other parents or other judgments, if you have even received judgments from other people saying, you know, maybe questioning what you're doing or has your doctor ever said anything or your pediatrician said anything to you? You know, it's not something we're super vocal about, I guess. I don't think that my girls say anything at school. Like they've said like, I don't tell anyone that I'm vegan. And I think it's a, there's a little bit of like anxiety there about like, being questioned about it, right? Parents, because the girls are allowed to decide what they want to do outside of the house, I don't really say anything. So if they're at a friend's house and they have chicken strips or whatever, like that's up to them if they want to eat that. So I don't even know. I think some of their, some parents know my doctor. You know, he, I think he was a little bit apprehensive at first, but when I explained, you know, how I go it, how I go about it, kind of what things I supplement in their diet for them, he was just kind of like, okay, well, you seem to know what you're doing. So he's really great that way. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he wanted to know that like you're kind of researching, making sure they're getting everything you need. And like that probably puts his mind at ease, just like it's probably put your mind at ease. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point too, is you don't have to go around telling everyone that you're plant-based or vegan. You don't have to tell other moms or their parents. Like it really is up to you how you want to kind of express how you eat. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be, you don't have to shout it from the rooftops. You can just kind of do you without having to tell everybody. I just, I feel like that's a great way. Cause you know, sometimes when people are in your face and saying, yeah, well, I'm vegan, I'm plant-based, like this is the way that I eat. Sometimes that can be a turnoff. And so sometimes it's helpful for other people to just kind of go about their business. And then you end up finding like, like oh, wait, Donnie and her family are, are plant-based. What? You know, yeah. it's like, wow, yeah. like, I never... I never noticed. That's so cool. You know, and it's not like they're preachy or like in your face about it. So sometimes that can be just setting that example can be more impactful. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think maybe that was kind of our, our point in that too, is I don't want to come across as like pushing other people to do it because sometimes people hear that and then they're like, okay, you're going to make me want to do it. You're going to try to make me do it too. And I don't want to hear anything about it, which I would never do that, but there's that automatic like defense defense mechanism comes up right Mm -hmm. so yeah we just if yeah when people find out they find out and if they don't then they don't and like yeah it is our way of living but it doesn't precede us Mm -hmm. in any way yeah yeah absolutely and like just like people aren't judging you for your lifestyle you're not going around judging other people for oh well they still eat meat or they still drink dairy which i think that is i think that just speaks volumes as well So Donnie, tell us a little bit more about what you do in working with moms. um, And then I'll ask people like where to, where they can find you and follow you and all that. You know, my goal in working with moms is to take the confusion and overwhelm out of nutrition. I think for women, especially there's just, we all want to eat healthier and we don't know how to do it. And there's so so much misinformation or even real information and you just don't know how to process it and don't know what to do with it. So I think moms, maybe not especially, but you are, your time is just so invested in your kids and you're not making time for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I just really want to help moms, you know, 
learn to prioritize their health and wellness so that they can be there for themselves and for their family and feel good and be, you know, the healthiest version of themselves. So I work one-on-one with moms to kind of figure all that out in a custom tailored way that works best for them working gradually to do that. I don't want to do a huge, like, you know, cold turkey type of thing. Yeah. I don't suggest that people go plant-based. You don't have to go plant-based or be plant-based. It's just really focusing on eating more plants. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful too. And empowering them to show up for themselves so they can truly show up for their family, which is of most importance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, where can people connect with you? What is the best place for them to find you online? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and my handle is purely plantiful. Um, and then you, if you want to learn about my services on my website, you can go to purelyplantiful.ca slash services. Wonderful. And we'll include those links in the show notes so you can easily go and check out Donine and everything that she has to offer. If you want to connect with her, ask her questions, feel free to do that too. Donine, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.